All right, welcome to another episode of Inside Who Maps. It's where we talk about you know, our industry, which is rec tech. Talk about all different aspects of it. And today, it's a very interesting topic. We want to talk about the business of talking sports. Mm -hmm. So everything around it, from analysts, from commentators, from um, color commentators to pod, to the emergence of podcasts to where we see now. So uh, first of all, tell you, how you doing? Doing good, doing good. I'm kind of glad we're talking about this topic. I don't know if you want to take it there, but uh, one trend that I do notice is that traditional analysts that will get a job at an ESPN or a Fox Sports, they're now having their own entity. Okay, uh, we'll, we'll get to it. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you said that. So we're going to actually break down the history, the evolution okay. of, you know, the, the assets of, you know, sports talk industry okay. all the way till we got now. So we really want to talk about it in the beginning of sports. And let's use basketball as, as our, our limit test, our example. You had commentators. And then those commentators will do, you'll have an analyst and you have a color guy. Mm -hmm. You know, you'll have somebody do the play-by-play -play and somebody to add the color, add the, the insights to it. That evolution uh, became their own radio show, right. you know, because a lot of these the announcers was heard over the radio, it wasn't heard over TV. Right. And then as, you know, TV games was more, uh, you know, as games was more televised, NBC, ABC, you got the Howard Cosells, you have the Vince Scullies, you have the Chick Hearns, and that's the evolution of personalities, right. you know. So let's, let's start, start talking about sports radio because that's a big, huge, uh, I guess that's the, the, the start, you know, the antithesis of uh, what we got now. What are your thoughts on, on talk radio? Do you listen to talk sports radio and do you listen to play-by-play -play commentators? I used to, it, it used to, well, the time changed. So back when I used to drive, you know, in the Bay Area. It was a commute thing, right? Commute thing, KMBR would just be on. The thing about talk radio, they could go for like four hours and they'll rerun topics over and over and again. And you could just, as a listener, you could just come in at any time and be in a conversation. So the format of talk radio is interesting because it's pretty much a dude that's just ranting about his opinions and he's kind of bullish about it. Well, know? I'm glad you said that. So at first, so let me break down the whole history of it. So it goes from play-by-play -play announcers right. to those you know, personalities doing recaps at a game, whether it's post-game, pre-game, that became into an entire show, pre-game yep. show, post-game show. Yep. And then what I like to, what I see now is when we're going on the television side, you actually have shows uh, all the way, all around the sport. So you have NFL Live, you have Get Up, NBA Tonight, MLB Tonight. And these are sports shows of, of all analysts, you know, and one like kind of commentator, uh, mediator guy that's talking about it. To now, what you see is uh, debate shows. You see those same, you know, personalities so it used to be all analysts now you see personalities people right. that you'll probably see on the, on a local radio show right. that kind of got his own takes on thing you got national people you know i.e skip bayless that you know passionate about sports that talk about it so now um moving forward to now what you see is people on twitter people on instagram people yeah. on youtube yeah. creating yeah. their yeah. own show and then he's like kind of people out of nowhere that became becoming on personality to fast forward to today where you see former and even current players yeah. doing their kind of taking their own narrative and putting their own shows together i.e knuckleheads i.e uh, yeah. all the smoke you know where it's all former sports guys current sports guys right. that talk about it from that perspective 
Well, I kind of like it too. Um, I don't know if you mentioned this, but when you talk about the, the sports debate shows, remember at first it used to be you bring a football player on to talk about football, you bring a basketball player on to talk about basketball, and they only have knowledge base in that. But you kind of got to think, generals, Shannon Sharp, uh, kind of like really blurring that line of saying, I could talk football, I could talk basketball, I could talk baseball, I could talk sports. Before that, it was just the debate guy versus the sports analyst, you know, former player, and who have all the knowledge. So I kind of like how, you know, people are respecting other people's sports analogies and their knowledge, you know? It's, yeah, it's different. Yeah, I think time just changed, though. Like, so when we kind of watched it like 10, 10 plus, 15 years ago, yeah. baseball was more in a common spot as that distant third. But now right. you see the specialization of different sports. So, like, when there's box, when I'm talking about in the land, landscape of uh, ESPN, when you talk about like when they bring up topics like soccer, NASCAR, hockey, baseball, those are all kind of on the fringe sports. You have one analyst on there. It's really scaled down. They took away a lot of the programming. No more baseball tonight. No more baseball, tonight. No more baseball highlights on Sports Center. Yeah. Just think about it too. Traditional winter TV morphed into on demand now. So the, how we watch it, how we listen, how we consume these programs, it all changed with the time. I was going to say, that's why I think, um, I mean, that was going to be my next uh, not my next point about, like, distribution, because there's a way, there's so many outlets. So, like, when we was listening to KMBR or, um, oh, I can't stand KMBR, but so there's one in Sacramento, too. Um, but all those shows, right, you can get those shows on YouTube now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I consume... ESPN content via YouTube, not on, you know, watching ESPN. Same. So I think uh, the distribution is something that's a lot changed. But I think a big part is the production houses, too. Yeah. So, like, a lot of what you see now from, like, um, Players Tribune, which is Knuckleheads, you see the Spring Hill uh, Entertainment, which is LeBron Company that does the, the shop, right? The shop, so uninterrupted. Uninterrupted. Well, that's ESPN, right? Well, it's another show. Well, they also got a show called, um, it's a podcast show called uh, Okay, so these are so people that produce great shows, right? And right. usually they'll produce them for a big network, ES, you know, ESPN, Fox Sports, but you see them kind of putting it, kind of doing their own thing and putting it out on YouTube or, you know, doing their own deals with untraditional, you know, networks like Showtime and yeah. HBO, right. you know? Under Armour, yeah. Yeah, so like, what do you think about? What do you think? What do you, you think there is a? Do you think there's still an audience for, you know, talking about sports radio talk shows, or you think that it's more on demand, YouTube, different areas? Or you think it's timing to watch it, you know, on your drive? I think now is whatever you like is more defined now, so it's a long tail no matter what. You know, content is king now. So if you like that analyst, you know, if you like. Uh, Brandon Marshall, you don't have to just see him on Fox, you know, you can watch his, his own YouTube network program. So I think nowadays, um, a lot of the sports analysts is realizing their value, that they don't have to go to a network to be seen, like really, they are the voice, and they can start their own platform. So you got Brandon Marshall, you got JJ Reddick, you have Gilbert Arenas, uh, you have so many athletes that take it upon themselves to start their own content, and people follow them, so you don't, I think these big players, the ESPN and Fox, they just want to host some good talent, but yeah. the content will always be king. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm just looking at the names at the top uh, announcers. You look at like Brent Musburger, Jack Buck, Pat Summerall, Howard Cozell, Keith Jackson. Oh, Bob Costas is on the list actually too. Harry Carey, uh, Jim Lampley for boxing. So like all of those, I, I consider them all the old guard. Yeah, and still I, gonna have a place. Yeah, a little sidebar too. I think the reason why baseball is not so much in demand is because, like, the sports commentators of baseball, bruh, they suck, bruh. They suck. Like, they don't do it like how basketball is. They don't mix it up. They don't have too much of the younger players, former players in there. It's always that same duo group oh, that you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, former players. Yeah. Coop and Kipe types. Yeah, yeah. Coop and Kipe type. But, I mean, if you it's look like at every market, it's a croup and kite. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, I think. Holding on to that, too. Yeah. But, so, like, those are the old guards right now, right? The, the people I just mentioned. Uh, what we see now is um, uh, Matt Barnes, Stephen Jackson, Quinn Richardson, Darius Ma- uh, Miles. You see, um, like, you, you brought up somebody good, Brandon Marshall. And I think what I think what's going on is. And then, like, you even see, like, Shannon Sharp and Skip Bellis have their own show. I think what it is is if you work for a big company like ESPN, Fox, like, if you go somewhere else, that's their audience. You know what I'm saying? So I I think they figure it out. Like, hold up. I want to build up my audience while I'm on this big network. So renegotiation time or if I have to go somewhere, that audience will come with me. I don't know if we're switching up. Let me know if we am. But can we talk about like some of the pioneers in sports and pop culture mixture? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We got to shout out Jalen Rose, the Jalen Rose Report, and we got to shout out his and hers, man. Those two shows specifically was way ahead of their time. Jalen Rose. Explain, yeah, explain why. So Jalen Rose, you know, he was on Grantland, which was like a a part of ESPN, like a a section of it. He had a podcast called the Jalen Rose Report. It used to come out just every Friday. And not only he'll talk about sports, he'll recap the week, but he will give you insights of life kind of behind the curtains of NBA players, you know. Uh, one of his famous podcasts was called Champagne and Campaign, where he talked about how players go out to the club, go to strip clubs, you know, what they do with their money, how they bet and everything. And just kind of like how he gave it up was kind of like more, it was interesting to hit a nail. Like a lot of people was interested. It was like behind the veil, you can actually see what they go yeah, through day to day. people don't talk about it. The sports analysts, they just come on, they be real, you know, uptight. But, you know, he kind of laid it out in a great format. And then also with his and hers, you know, that was, that was a way ahead of their time. Well, it was Numbers Never Lie, right? Yeah, Numbers Never Lie. First. And then they had a podcast, and, podcast. It was, and it wasn't officially on the ESPN network at first. It was their own podcast. His and hers, and they talked to AMFU's pop culture. They did. And then, like, pop that's culture, the form. Black culture. Black culture, yeah. With sports, with their own. And, and that's, that's the, the format form- right now. Yeah, exactly. That's the format right now. It wasn't because at that time it was, let's, uh, let's kind of, you know, let's kind of like go towards the middle, you know, let's, the middle of America. It was a lot of, whole lot of force talk, too. Not try to, let's keep our sports sports. But, you know, as we've seen over time, that it had to head up. Like, now, they, they talk about everything now. Yeah. Now, like, you know, it was just like, a, a, I don't want to date our show, but it was just a recent shoot going on across all the sports shows. They talked about it. At least touched it, you know? Yeah. And five, maybe seven years ago, they wouldn't. So I'm just saying those shows really infused pop culture with sports, and they made it watchable and digestible. You want to know what I'll say? It was a pioneer early, early on. And then, I don't know, people got their own feeling about him, but uh, Jim Rome. 
Jim Rome. Jim Rome. Jim Rome. What? He had the what? The Rome is burning. Rome, Rome report. Burning. Yeah, he had yeah, that show. But then he did something different. He did an exclusive with Direct TV or something like that. It's like a great coach going to like a franchise team. It's like one of those moves, you know? Yeah, so he was on what was it? Was it Fox Sports? It was like Fox Sports before Fox Sports because it was like the greatest damn show, period, was on that network. Yeah, it was like on, I think that was Fox. Fox. Yeah, but they rebranded it, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I think he was a pioneer for the fact that. He was a guy who don't really have no sports pedigree. He had unlike takes that. I mean, he was. Um, yeah, like a little snooty attitude. Yeah, he right? was smug, like, arrogant, but he had takes that he just lived on, though. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And, you know, I look at, like, Skip Bayless right now. I look at, like, a lot of that from that, you know? Yeah. Where he's just, like, unapologetic. This dude is, uh, yeah, he's a, a polarizing figure. Right. But I think from him having that format show on TV for people to kind of talk, like, that gave birth for like um, people to do the debates and people to interact with it. Cause like so much of shows right now, so 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 much we gotta like kind of think is like, you know, social media. Yeah. Twitter is a driving force for a lot of reactions, you know, not only from the players that's playing. It sets the rundown pretty much. You, a lot of people look at Twitter what's trending and a lot of producers look at what's trending and they put it in their rundown. A block, we gotta talk about this. B block, we gotta talk about this. And that's really the format of a lot of these debate shows is coming off of what's popping on Twitter. Yeah. And then when you see something like a news trying to put an agenda up, you can see on Twitter like, oh, why are you always talking about it's LeBron? Scary. Why are you always talking about the Boston Celtics? Why are you always talking about the Yankees? Why are you always, you know, like, you know, like with baseball, though, the run thing they is. Too. A lot of yeah. here, they, they go, they know they mentions, they hear it, they see it. They kind of, Twitter give people the pulse. So yeah. they can kind of feed you garbage a little bit, you know. They try, they'll try, though. Yes. So I mean, we talked about we talked about like pioneers and emergence of it. Uh, I want to talk about like the different distribution channels we have now, because like like you said, 15 years ago there was radio shows, different stations, and there was pretty much one network, ESPN, that had all those extracurricular shows. You know, you had a couple HBO, you know, which is like more Grammy award. Yeah, but then those but those are the networks that cover the game, though, right? So like CBS and. You know, they all got the NFL tonight, like the, the, the morning pregame shows. That's one thing, right? But I want to see, I want to I talk about the different outlets and different um, distributions where you can find shows at. You can look at shows on YouTube. Right. You could, I even heard you mention before the show started, like Under Armour, Under Armour app has programming, right? Has content. So like, so like, is that a good, like, is that good for the viewers? Is that good for the players? What do you think? Who you think is gonna win in this battle? Like when it's all said and done, for the different platforms where we watch sports. I think it's fighting for fighting for the crowd. So I think no matter if it's on YouTube or if it's on the ESPN app, if your content is good, you're gonna get people to adapt, the good people follow. So just like what we see going on in traditional media with uh, Netflix and all the platforms, they still go for the platforms for the shows. So the shows are driving it. So if you got a coldest ball show, which is on YouTube, you know, sponsored by was that Old Spice, you know, Kevin. Yeah, that's always weird to me. I always thought like is that an Old Spice show? show? Yeah, yeah. Show is on YouTube, you know. So it's like whatever your content is, are like you know hot ones, which is complex, you know. You got these shows that people adapt to, the people that follow that. No matter what, the content is going to drive the people. Right. I think it's just more opportunity for producers too to kind of get an outlet. If you get a note over here. 
you got 16 other nodes to get to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so I have a theory, right? So you notice how like Amazon slowly but surely is getting up, buying up football rights, right? Yeah, they, they got the NFL TV deal where Thursday nights is simulcast, screened on Amazon as well as the NFL channel. Right. I got a, I got a theory that Twitter, Amazon, Facebook, oh, yeah. Apple are going to be the distribution spots for, yeah. you know, these major sports. Because that's... When you talk about TV rights, right? When you talk about television, when people justify buy cable, they buy it for sports. Right. I want ESPN. I want to get watch the sports. Right. Without that, you know, you can't justify paying eighty nine dollars a month, right. hundred dollars a month. I think these networks are cannibalizing themselves, though, because you think about it. Every major network, Discovery, Showtime, Cinemax, Stars, they all have, have their a streaming. Own app. Yeah, they all have a streaming they service. All have a streaming app. So why would I go and bundle? You know, which is essentially what you're doing with cable, all these shows and TVs. When I could just pay my seven ninety nine over here, eight ninety nine right here. Cause you think about it, me and you both we, together, we probably paying the cable bill with all the streaming networks we have. Yeah. But we prefer it that way because you can go to different platforms for different content. You know? Right, right. Yeah, I know. I mean, I wish it was. A, I mean, because cable now is a la carte, and I mean these streaming sites, you know. It, it's kind of like it's kind of the same thing. It's kind of like cable remix, right? You know what I'm saying? There's some a lot of junk out there. You know, like, that's why Netflix is having a downturn right now. It's like you said, content is king, and I think, but I, I do think these uh, Cox cables, uh, Comcast, uh, Direct TV, Dish, they all gonna go. I think they're all gonna. They're in their yesteryear. You know what I'm saying? They're, they're on their last turn. I, I see like Hulu, YouTube TV. I see. Um, all these other all these other providers just like more accessible for that consumer base. Mm -hmm. So I mean that's one thing on live sports, but on sports programming, there's one show that we talked that I don't think we discussed, but I am athlete. Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the pinnacle shows, and then you know uh, pivot too, of yeah. uh, to where it's really hard hitting in content, very well produced, yeah. and I think something like that is setting a bar for. Even shows on ESPN and, and anywhere else. What do you think about that show? I think it's a blueprint. I mean, LeBron, you know, the Springfield Entertainment, uninterrupted. He kind of started it off, you know. Kept Durant, now 35 Ventures. Um, you know, we see players shipping with Derek Jeter. But what IMF League is doing, they're producing quality content. They're actually got the locker room filled. They actually got real people you want to hear from talk. Um, they talk about mental health, you know what I'm saying? Talking about food. They, they kind of hitting on all cylinders, and it, I think it just opened up a gate for all former athletes to do their thing. I think when he, like, there was athletes before Brandon Marshall, but when he did, he set the bar for everybody. Well, he kept it simple, right? He got three other former football players with one star being Ocho Cinco. Yeah. And they talked about all the stuff that we, we talked about in the barbershop. Right. And then they actually said it, and the stuff that you always thought, like, what you really thinking? Like, yeah. you know, when the press conference, they break it down. Yeah. You know, it's so like when I listen to Pivot, when I listen to I Am Athlete, yeah. they'll get the Kyrie Irvins on there to kind of give you the real, they you know what I'm saying? Before they do a one-on-one -on -one with Stephen A or something, or like a traditional exclusive sit-down, which was the get back in the day. You know? Right. You don't see that anymore. You don't see the LeBron decision on ESPN no more. You don't. You it was don't. like, do I go to ABC? Do I go to? Well, that's what Derek Jeter, that's why he got the player tribute. I remember it was like before they did, you know, video content, it was like them 
writing if they got re- if they retire they'll do it in the article yeah first person yeah it was like it was like it was like articles they have reporters and stuff so like i think um yeah, I mean, you're cutting a lot of people out, you know what I'm saying? You're cutting a lot of people out, and then, yeah, I mean, it's a lot of, a lot of vitriol. But I, I think we're looking at an exciting time right now for content. I think you hit the nail on the head. If your content is good, there's so many outlets where you can distribute that. And don't be surprised if it's on apps that you like. Don't be surprised, like, in the, in the most... I even heard Salesforce got a streaming service now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, like, everywhere you go, like, you know, if your content good, makes sense go put it on that platform so be on the lookout for content on our platform anything else you want to say that's all man it was good talk kind of just you know talk about what's out there in the platform exciting for us because the, the more platform i see is more opportunity for us to spread you know definitely definitely all right this has been another episode of inside hoop maps i'm dominic with dante, dante. see you next time Peace.